This is Up for Debate, episode number 271, recorded February 15th, 2024. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate show where the two hosts agree on everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by a man who always looks good on roller skates. It's Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hello, Sean. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen me on roller skates, but I uh, <laughs> I do not I do not look. Uh, it depends on good. I guess it, it, I look I look like somebody who should not be on roller skates. I think that's how I would describe myself when I when I am on roller skates. I, did, I do own a pair of roller skates. Did you oh, know that? An interesting fact. I did not know that. I purchased them kind of fairly recently. I put them on once and discovered they don't really fit my feet. Probably should return them. Think we should but give them away to a fan? Maybe we'll give them away to Usher. Oh. He, so Usher's a pretty big roller, skate, roller skater. Um, so. or I think, actually, I like your idea better on, on hindsight. I think that um, on second thought, maybe we'll sign it. Maybe I'll sign it and we can give it. A, would you do like a little fan giveaway? Yeah, keep so on rolling. On the skates. Yes. To, to our super fans out there. Sean, how you doing? We got a, we got a whole Super Bowl here to cover and talk about um, today. An exciting one, a very close one, a fun uh, Super Bowl indeed. But I think uh, we should we should probably we might be remiss if we don't if we don't call out the uh, the tragedy that took place at the Kansas City parade the other day. I think that we're both of the same uh, kind of mindset on that. That. Uh, you know, we wish the best for the people, the folks that are dealing with that sad and, and uh, tragic thing that happens all too often in this country. Up for bait, up for debate um, uh, stands for common sense gun laws and better mental health and infrastructure. And we uh, it's the only thing we stand for. Let's be clear. We We've for. never stood for anything in the years we've done this, but it's that's, good to know we stand it. for something. If you if you have if you have been a long time listener of the show, then you know that you gotta we, we that's something we stand for. But so um, that that being said, the, the episode is kind of dated in that way because we do this weekly, and so you, this this happened just yesterday at the victory parade for the for your Kansas City Chiefs, yours and mine, and uh, and yeah, I, we we uh, we hope for the best for for everybody in, involved there. Absolutely, Matt. Uh, it gets the official up for debate. Thumbs down. Um, now, uh, Matt, let's uh, let, let's do. You know, we, I think this is how we started last week. So let's do it this week. Let's give the overall. What did you think of the Super Bowl? Um. Wow. I I can't remember a Super Bowl being as as so like tale of two halves doesn't even describe it. I, I and I I get like a lot of people say that the first half was boring. Um, but it, it's, it's one of those like defense It's very defensive heavy. And if the defense is doing its job and the offense is not, then I, I think that it, it could get boring pretty, it could, it could appear boring, especially to like outside fans who, who don't watch a lot of, a lot of football. But um, one thing I, one thing I will mention before we talk about the, the much more, action-packed second half or the halftime show, Sean. This was, um, I don't know if I, I think I probably mentioned this on in some angry rant in the last episode, our pre-Super Bowl episode, but 
I decided I actually did make good on my promise, and I decided to watch the majority of the game on the Nickelodeon stream, and I did not regret it. It was it was highly entertaining, um, much better option, and I hope that they do more games on Nickelodeon because of it. It was it was great. It was great. You had uh, you did you did you watch any of the game on Nickelodeon by chance? Did you did you flip over there? I'm so disappointed. I saw clips after the fact, but I did not. And actually, on on Don't Panic, which we taped on Monday, uh, I showed Dan and Colby some clips, and they got a kick out of it. Uh, we talked about it for a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm disappointed because it did look mm-hmm. like a heck of a lot of fun. It was it was a fun time. It was you had the a lot of CG. Mostly, if you if you did, those of you who didn't watch the uh, the coverage on Nickelodeon, if you watch CBS instead, most of it was just the CBS footage with like. Very colorful, uh, SpongeBob, mostly SpongeBob. I'll say he was the he was the dominant IP for sure. A little bit of Dora. Dora was actually some of the funniest parts. She would come in and explain the penalties whenever there was a flag called. Dora would kind of pop up on the lower right hand part of the screen and kind of explain each penalty in late, very like layman's terms, like for the kids. Uh, but she had one good zinger where she. Um, it was like toward the end of the second quarter and neither team had scored and, uh, or, or maybe, maybe like the Niners had a field goal or something. It was like a very, very low score at that point. And Dora said, maybe we can use the map to help these teams find the end zone. Great. Just absolute Dora coming in with, with just fire. So <laughs> it, was, that was, it was a good moment. It was interesting. This was the first year that they actually put uh, Tom Kenny, who voices SpongeBob, and the guy who voices Patrick, whose names I don't remember. Um, mm. They actually had them with a special camera on them, and they were live commentating in the characters' voices to 3D characters uh, mm. in real time, which I thought was really, really neat. Um, yeah, Bill Bill Fogerback. Bill Fogger yes. Fogerback Fogerback. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, like that. Uh, yeah, a lot of great, kids. very fun, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, it seemed like it was it was a hoot. Definitely more fun than goddamn yeah. Tony Romo, who <laughs> who Tony Romoed all over it. He did. Uh, he he sure did. The um the Patrick voice actor we just talked about, Faberback. He uh he had another a good one where the um the Niners had that fumble, the disastrous fumble on like the second play of the game, and um he said that they had to firmly grasp it, which was a great SpongeBob reference to um. I think when they were like jelly fishing or something, like holding the net, gotta firmly grasp it. So, a lot of good callbacks. They seem to be having a lot of fun. I think I have a theory that I, I think, and uh, my wife had the same theory that they were getting progressively more and more drunk as the night went on. So it just they were just having a lot more fun with it, getting a lot more loose, and they seemed like they were having a good time. Um, the whole the whole broadcast was was great. So again, I think if they do it again uh, next year, highly would recommend it. Um, although they did they did do a uh, it was a missed opportunity. I think they could have used the my leg guy sound effect. Oh, when sure. um, when uh, Greenlaw tore his Achilles running down. The field. <laughs> that that would have been memorable. That would have been something. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah, the the Nickelodeon experience was was uh, a very positive one. So, what did you think of the what did you think of the halftime show, Sean? In general, uh, 
we'll go like broad strokes before we get into our bets. Yeah, you know, that that was a mistake on my part. What, what happens every year is I watch it live, and I don't think it's that great. And then I watch the replay on YouTube, and I like it more. And I have, I've been really busy this week. I haven't watched the replay yet. Hmm. So my feelings could change. I thought it was good. I don't think it was the best ever. I think it was solid. I think it was, he was a good choice. Um, and I think overall the sentiment was very positive. So I, I, I was on board. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if there was anything was like super memorable coming out of it. There's no like wow moment or like, I can't believe he did that. Uh, no, pretty mild in that respect. We haven't had those kind of moments. in I think in kind of the, the more recent Super Bowls, not a lot of like tons of, of memory. Um, I mean, we certainly know Elvis Presto. That's for sure. We'll uh, say that. You know, if you are, but um, actually, a funny thing. I, I was showing some some folks at work. We were we were taking a trip down Super Bowl halftime memory lane, and so we were all gathered around the 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 table in the um in the in the common planning area. We were looking at uh the uh, Elvis Presto halftime show. We watched we watched the entirety of the nineteen ninety five. Indiana Jones and the Temple oh, of the Sky. Sure. Yes, yes. The, the, uh, Tony Bennett. I think we watched that on the show, um, but I had to. I had to. I had to let them all live that, and they all found it hilarious. So, Tony Bennett and and um, who, who else? Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Yeah. yeah. Um. Really, just just was it or was it Gladys Knight? I about Gladys Knight. I don't remember for sure. I my brother and I were talking about the uh, the Blues Brothers hmm. uh, halftime show, which was pretty terrible. Uh, yeah, no, well, there either. Sean was Patty Labelle. Patty Labelle. <laughs> yes, and they sing, "Can you feel the love tonight?" I'm sorry, I interrupted your uh, your, your story. No, no, no. I, no, I was just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they used to be a little more unique, but I think what people want is just. Great music they remember. Uh, at some point later in the show, we can talk about maybe some thoughts for next year's halftime show. But I really feel like they've settled into this artist who maybe isn't the most current, but had a period where they had a lot of number one top songs that people know and remember and who are good stage performers. And that sort of slots them in. I don't think you're going to see you know, a lot of themed type shows. I don't think you're going to see a lot of ensemble type shows. You get your Rihanna's, your Usher's, your uh, Lopez and Shakira's. Like, I think that's, that's going to be your mold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, it seems to be, and it was a fine halftime show. I don't really have a lot of complaints about it other than there wasn't really anything spectacular that happened and that's okay. I mean, it's uh it was, it was a, it was a decent show and i think that allows you to kind of look for some other little like lesser maybe i'm like i I don't know for example like little lesser mishaps uh for example the the first time you watched the halftime show maybe when you rewatch it did you notice the uh lady falling down for the one of the background dancers falls off the the pole that she's on kind of like i I saw that clip i Mm -hmm. saw that clip i saw the clip of the guy in the audience who gets flung up into the air Yep. Um, and then I saw, of course, the Alicia Keys voice crack that they edited out of the recorded version. Yes. Um, now that one I actually hadn't heard of, of the, the last one. So really, yeah, she had a... 
when okay. she starts her first song, like her first note, her voice cracks in the live Ooh. one. And then they actually edited the audio in the YouTube version. Mm. Um, and it, it's sung cleanly, which I thought was kind of unnecessary, but mm-hmm. free country. Uh, Matt, let me let me ask you this, uh, mm-hmm. because there's there's no bigger part of the Super Bowl than, of course, the commercials. Uh, any commercials yeah. stand out for you this year? I mean, I, I think as Americans, we're getting tired of Super Bowl commercials, especially the fact that 90% of them were teased a month ago. Um, but were there any that stood out, good or bad? I have to say the one that I keep coming back to was the Duolingo commercial. Are, do you, so the Duolingo commercial, it was very, it was a quick, like it was a maybe 10 second spot, if that. And it had the Duo Owl, right? Duo, I believe. The Duo Owl, Duo Owl named Duo. Yeah. Um, and he, it, it was like him facing away from the camera and then his, his ass inflates and it becomes like his, uh, another one of his faces. It's like two duo faces and then Are it pops. This up? No, this was, it pops, this but Sean you made it up. The real, this was real. But the real, like, that would have been entertaining on its own. It was just a quick, like, five-second thing. But then, right after the ad was over, everyone who had Duolingo installed on their phone, if you look down, had a notification that said, no buts, time to do a lesson. And I thought that was just really, really good, mar- like, effective marketing. I, this no, was I a really missed it when it aired. It was, it was quick. Like I said it was real quick. It was, I think, right after the halftime show, maybe before like that break, before going into that game, like the the start of the third quarter. It was quick. So if you if you blinked or if you left the room, you missed it. It was quick. Um, and the uh, yeah, the 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 no butts time to do a lesson. It was it was. I thought that was effective. It was well timed. Cool. Um, I, I think in a normal, like in a year where, where there would, would have been some better quality ads, it wouldn't have stood out as much. But I really like. Uh, other than that, I guess the the other showstopper for me was the uh, the Duncan commercial with um, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Tom Brady, J Lo. Like that one was all right. Um, I mean, what a way to to shout out three dollar stuffed croissants <laughs> or whatever they were. Whatever they were hawking. It looked very expensive. Yes. Yes, it did. Uh, how about you? What do you what did you think, Sean? What were some standout commercials that you that you thought about? Yeah, I there were there weren't hmm. too many I thought that were utter disasters. Um I will say I think the the two that made me well, I will say the Paramount Plus commercial with Patrick Stewart, I saw before the Super Bowl and it made me chuckle. During the Super Bowl, the two ads that I actually like smiled and laughed at were the State Farm Arnold Schwarzenegger ad. Neighbor. No, it's neighbor. Neighbor. She's a neighbor. Like it it was just stupid enough that I chuckled. And then the other was the Michael Sarah Sarah V commercial. Yeah. Which I was just again, about that one. It wasn't great, but like I just enjoyed like they put they did the Sarah with the Sarah and like it, it's just such a basic ad idea like it wasn't big and grand it was just stupid um, yeah and and Michael Sarah is very funny and that made me chuckle uh, so I, I guess enjoy you, those. you also had the Jason Momoa dancing ad yeah there was Christopher Walken with BMW I know a lot of people liked yep 
That was that was a good one too. It was all right. It was all right, but not not a year for a ton of memor very like memorable ads that were. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, it was fine. Uh, and again, mm-hmm. what sucked is most of these were teased ahead of time. Yeah, or had already like I had already seen the the uh, Christopher Walken one that had already come out somewhere else. Yep. Um, so that was a bummer. Well, another bummer. You, you watched some games in the regular season. You follow the regular season pretty closely, right? So, like, all through the regular season, the NFL had been like teasing this big connection with Ghana, and it was like, "Stay tuned for the Super Bowl, where we're gonna." Because it, and it, the ad always it was during the regular season games and playoff games, where you had like like a kid running around through a city in Ghana and like being chased by like these football actual football players. Uh, athletes from various teams. And then all of a sudden they kind of like disappear or something. I had like, it really seemed like they were going to tease that one of the games next season was going to be played in Ghana. That's what I thought they were going to announce. But all that it was is just that like the NFL supports Ghana or something. The NFL had like a scholarship or funding for players for Ghana gone and play so i don't i didn't really understand what it was for it was i guess it was for some kind of training fund in ghana but not they that was it that was the extent of the announcement yeah they so and it's not a new thing it's uh and i forget the name of it it's their Mm -hmm. international it's essentially their international recruitment program so they're trying to get players from around the world who aren't from the u.s to play football uh and come to the u.s and play football and they've had some success in europe um, not so much in Africa. And so I think that was part of what they're saying is our commitments to the world um, in getting them to participate in football. NFL usually runs a highly produced, expensive commercial every Super Bowl. They did one with flag football a couple of years ago. Um, they mm-hmm. did one for the 50th season that had all the players in it. That was pretty good. Yeah, I thought this wasn't their like most spectacular effort. I think the the thing is all of these commercials are exactly the same if you watch them over the years. Like they're cookie cutter. And I just think they're getting a little tired um, mm. I, I agree with you. I don't think it packed the punch some of their uh, their past ones did. Yeah, it didn't quite stick the landing. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt, why don't are you mm. ready to cruise into our bets here? I'm ready. I was just going to say the second uh, long and short of it was that the second half was a lot more exciting and action packed than the first. Um, we had our our, Super Bowl. Our, our our overtime situation. Um, and uh, almost, I think the closest we ever came to a double overtime seemed like it. The was clock was running you know, down toward the end. There was a lot of controversy mm. uh, after the game. Mm-hmm. Did the 49ers know about the rule mm. change this year? My question for you, Matt, were you aware of this new playoff overtime rule? I, I have to admit I was not. I, I was just as clueless as Coach Shanahan was. Um I I didn't know that. Um, I think it was it, I, I, the, somebody in the, during the broadcast like reminded. Maybe it was SpongeBob. Maybe it was Patrick. Maybe it was Dora. They reminded me that uh, that this was the case. That there was um, the uh, they, they it's no longer first touchdown wins. They both teams get a chance to hold on. What do you think of that rule, Sean? Uh, I like it. Um, you know, I, I honestly wish they would just go to the college rule 
set them mm. up at the 25 yard line and they got to score a touchdown and there's just no kicks and you don't have to shoot out, like shoot out style. Yeah. yeah. And, which I think is a more entertaining mm-hmm. um, and B goes faster. Uh, so I prefer that. Is this a kind of, uh, to me, what's weird is why have one rule for the postseason and one rule for the regular season? Like that to me is very strange. I agree. I think that's where it should. That's where they should probably look at making a change. Is that it's you got to you got to be consistent. Just because it's the big game, you can't change the rules of 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 it. No, I mean, I, I will say, uh, not to brag, I did know about hmm. the change uh, hmm. because I'm a nerd who follows. Like literally, I when they when they vote on the rule changes every year, I read all of them because <laughs> I find it interesting. So I did know about the rule change. But one thing I learned is that the 49ers actually, like many, or I'm sorry, the Chiefs, like many teams around the league, actually employ a game strategist. It's a position on their staff who can radio into the coach to let them know about things like that, rule specifics Hmm. and things. The 49ers do not have that role. So an interesting. So it's like, it's just like playing Madden (laughs) when, when, John Madden used to, hey, here's the play I want you to call. <laughs> if you're going to do a running play, here, choose this one. But yeah. Just knowing all those intricacies, mm-hmm. uh, it's know, important. It, it matters. Um, although mm-hmm. I, I will say, and we do not have time to get into it too much. Uh, I think the, uh, should the 49ers have taken the ball first or taken the second? I think that's overblown, to be totally honest. Oh, yeah. Um, because they should have scored a touchdown on the first drive, and that was their problem, and they fucked up. Um, and then their defense should have stopped the Chiefs. So it's not like they didn't have the opportunity. Um, they probably still would have lost the other way around because Chiefs would score a touchdown on the first drive, and then they clearly didn't have minimum to score on the second. So I don't think it would have mattered. I, I don't I don't really I mean we'll never know for for sure, but I don't think it would have made a solid out, uh, impact if the situation had been reversed. It um. It's one of those things that, again, we'll never we'll never really know what what uh what the reverse what might have been, but definitely would have been, I guess, more more um more sound a more sound strategy. You could you could make an argument yeah, if they had, absolutely. But um, yeah, again, I think it's it's something we'll never know. I think I think they were they were really the 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 mentality of the 49ers was that. Both teams were tired. You could see even if even if Shanahan had known about the rule, uh, both teams were tired at that point. And so you think if, if there's a there's a certain degree of advantage if you are the team that scores first because the other team now has an uphill battle, right? Um, yep. So I think it, it really and those and those advantages kind of offset, really. Yep, I am with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's get into our bets. So. Um, We'll go through each of these and tally up. Now, Matt, uh, for the folks listening at home, this is the first year ever. Every year prior to this year, I've live shared the results during the game. However, this year I had uh, a place to be. I was with my niece and nephew, and I just didn't feel like doing it. So for the first time, Matt, you don't know if you've won or lost. This is correct. And even if you did live uh, tweet it, I don't have Twitter. So (laughs) that wouldn't have mattered. So. Uh, a total surprise. The other twist this year, if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, um, is I bet cash for the first time on some of these bets. So we're not only competing against one another, I'm competing against my own wallet um, to see if I was able to profit at all on my Super Bowl bets. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, our first bet is the uh, coin toss. Uh, Matt, you uh, chose first. You always choose first. You chose heads this year. 
Um, and then you chose uh, the Chiefs as the team to win the coin toss. Now it's two separate bets for two possible points. And Matt, you, it was a hot start. You got both of those correct. Yeah, I was feeling good when that happened. Um, but now they, they deferred, right? They, they did. I think the 49ers did, in fact, start with the ball, but it was because of a deferment. The Chiefs had won the toss. Mm-hmm. Coin toss was thrown out by the um, uh, high school coaching staff of the uh, Hawaii, the oh the 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 place the place the in place Hawaii that the place that burned down in Hawaii I, I that I forgot the name of tragically um, now uh, Matt I will say yes. uh, as a bit of a as a bit of a fun fact here mm-hmm. um, out of all the years we've done this every year except one. The person who picked the coin toss correctly won the whole thing. Indeed. There's a strong correlation to that hot start with the coin toss and winning the whole shebang. That's right. So, so interesting. We'll see some going for you. Um, After two and oh, so you're two and oh right now heading into the anthem uh, sung by Miss Reba McIntyre. Uh, we had bet the line at 89 and a half seconds. We both took the over. Uh, and the result, uh, boy, it, it was touch and go for a minute there. She was, so I, I was with my whole family and they know I do this. I had the timer going and boy, for the first 15, 20 seconds, she was hustling. Holy mm-hmm. crap. And my whole family's like, she's going too fast. Um, <laughs> and they were like, they were watching it with me. But then she gets to the end, she says, home of the brave of the Brit, you know, like she does it again, which mm. counts. And so Matt, she went, uh, 95 seconds. Uh, so she went over and we both won. And I will also say mm-hmm. I bet $5 in an offshore casino and I won $3 and 33 cents on that. Bet. Very nice. Nice pickup. Reba Las Vegas. Yes, indeed. And I thought she did a good job. I thought it was pretty <laughs> solid. It was, it was. But we so we both yeah we both won. We should have a little counter, Sean. There should be I, a Matt counter and a Sean counter. Let's get let's get friend of the show. Let's get friend of the show Dan Miller on that one. See if he Listen, can. Dan is working around the clock to try to revive the Draftomatic software for next week, which may not live. <laughs> so I can't oh, I can't no. burn him. It was three one, Matt. We're three one at this point. Three one. You're ahead. Uh, moving on to the first team to call a timeout. Uh, I had picked the Chiefs. You had picked the 49ers. Matt, do you remember the result of this? Were you? <sighs> I, I remembered in the moment, but I don't. Was it? Was it the? No, see, I don't. I don't. I lost it. I, I remember when it happened. I was, I was like, oh, that's a timeout. I, I, I got to remember that. Where was it? What was the first timeout? If it weren't in our sheet, I wouldn't have remembered it either. The first timeout mm-hmm. was. At the very end of the first half, we basically went the whole. For, and by the way, were there any pen? They were like, uh, no, sorry, there was. I there was, I think one, like one penalty um, in the whole f- first half, first one half, or two, yeah. very, very few penalties. Yeah, uh, it was at the very end of the first half. It was clock management. If you remember, what team was working their way down the field at that point? It was the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs called the first timeout, which was my pick. Uh, and so, Matt, the score is now three to two. Getting, you're getting close here. It's tight. It's still tight, but there's just more like the second half. Here. Uh, next up, we have the first player to score a touchdown. 
Uh, I had chosen Patrick Mahomes. That was one of my that was my big betting gamble. Um, I had an opportunity to win 150 bucks on that if it came true. You picked uh, Rashi Rice. We were both wrong. I lost five dollars, um, and it was that I got to give a shout out to my namesake, Jawan Jennings, yeah, uh, for the highlight play of the game. Um, with that pass to McCaffrey, who scored the first touchdown. Trick play. Trick play. Awesome. Was that a prop bet in your offshore casino? Could you have bet that a team would score out on a trick play? Uh, there was a bet on, like, will these teams – I remember we did one about trick plays. Yes. Right? So I will yeah. skip ahead here a mm. little bit. This this is um, – this was an exciting one. I was very happy to win this. How many players will attempt to pass – with the mm. over-under at two and a half, basically anyone who's not Mahomes and Purdy. Um, Matt, you took the under and said it's not going to happen. I took the over. I won the point in our league, and this was my big cash win. I won $13.60 on that bet. That's right. That was that was a good one. That was uh, your – I remember that was your boon. That was like your – your, your, your big money prize. Because I said mm-hmm. they're going to do some kind of trick something. I just – but the thing is the bet was just a pass, not even a touchdown. Um, so it's yeah. pretty incredible they were able to do that. That was a great play. And Jordan's, by the way, I voted for him for MVP because he had a fantastic <laughs> game. Um, he did. It's just a shame. He did. Um, all right. This uh, – well, let's do this bet next. Um, who will have a longer pass completion, Purdy or Mahomes? Um the answer, well, I don't have, I should have pulled the numbers of what each of their longest was, uh, but the winner was Patrick Mahomes. Uh, not by much, uh, but Patrick Mahomes did throw the longest pass of the game. Matt, you had picked uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, and so you pick up a point there. All right. I'm, I was trying to desperately Google it as a... <laughs> Um, the, the stats are out there somewhere. Uh, it, it was both, they both had a decently long throw, but Mahomes was longer. Uh, and so Matt heading into halftime here, uh, you are up, but it is close four to three. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we had bet overall total songs played during the halftime show. The over under was eight and a half. We both took the over and the result was an incredible, an astonishing 13 songs were sung. Was this the most song sung by a per- That's a good question. individual artist? And I'm putting individual artists in quotes because they weren't all Usher songs, but there a lot of them, if not all of them, were collabs. Like collabs that he d- did with these artists, I think. Most of I them, at least. Say, were. Almost last, all. Last year, Rihanna did uh, 11 songs. Hmm. And uh, The weekend did nine songs back in that year. I happen to have those in my sheet. Um, so, no, it's it's a pretty staggering amount. Uh, we both got a point, and I bet on this, and I won an incredible $2.27. Hmm. Another nice little payday for you? Yes, sir. Right now, uh, as of this moment, I, I am in the profit. Um but there's still some bets left. Uh, this takes us to the halftime set list. So this is a great opportunity to pick up some points. It's five to four in favor of Matt. So it's still very close. Um, Matt, you were nervous going into the halftime show about your song picks. I was. Um, 
I, 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 it was one of those things that I usually research ahead of time and I did not. And I thought that I was, uh, I was kind of desperate, really desperately going in. You could listen back to that episode and just, just hear my heart pounding. I think I was, I was sweating just as much as Usher was uh, <laughs> during his, his set. Uh, when I, when I made those picks, but yes, they, tell me, tell me how they, how they worked out. Did they work out? Uh, actually I have to check something or did they, uh, uh did they flop just like that backup dancer? Uh, I may have, uh, give me a second to just double check. Oh, we got a challenge booth, a booth review. And up for debate first. We have a booth, a booth review on the okay yep. on the play and the, the call on the field. Call on the field oh. stands. It's Sean stands. will not uh, be charged with a timeout. Okay, uh, Matt, uh, would you believe? So, uh, I guess I'll just cut to the result. We tied. Wow, two apiece. You got two out of your three, mm-hmm. if you can believe it. Um, my boo uh, was on your list with Alicia Keys and Usher, and then Confessions Part Two. Yeah, uh, you got both of those, and then I only got—I was very surprised. That's why I had to double check. I'm like, I can't believe he didn't play DJ Got Us Fallen in Love. I did mm. get Yeah and uh, Oh My God. Um, what was the out of curiosity? What was the song that I had guessed that he did not perform? Oh shit, Matt. The, oh, the, the, the review is changed again. <laughs> what is with these officials? Oh my For goodness. Reason, the replacement refs all over again. So here's the thing. What's the, the thing? When, when I watch these halftime shows, I don't write down the songs because I frankly don't know half of them. Yeah. Um, and so I have to Google blogs where it's like set list for the halftime show. And the thing is, sometimes they don't agree. <laughs> like hmm. it shouldn't be that hard. But you'll go to different sites, and they so I have to find a couple to prove. Matt, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You actually got three out of three. Oh, wow. wow. I, I was not expecting that review. I thought the review was going to go in your favor. How about that? Yep. So wow. you actually have an additional right. point in the final tally. That's crazy. That is crazy. I when I when you said I said it was when you said it was up for review, I thought you were you were seeing if um, I thought you were checking for um, confirming one of your songs. So I swept. How about that? I swept the the uh, song category. I gotta look and see if that's the first time you've ever. No, you swept last year too, uh, with Rihanna. I personally though, I I think if either of us had guessed that. Will John would come out and perform "Get Low." Oh, then great. I think I think you should get an additional three points awesome. for that. It turned out, yep. Uh, um, Matt, just an incredible overperformance uh, on that one. Uh, highly impressive, uh, and uh, I am just shocked you got more than I did. But again, I know you're a much bigger Usher fan than I am, so I, I got to give you credit for that. And. Your heavy point total takes you to uh, takes the score eight to six. Indeed, so you're up two points on me here. Uh, heading into the back end of the game here, uh, Matt. The color of the Gatorade dump. We've done this one a long time. 
Um, it's one you've never actually won, believe it or not. Um, I have won it. You've never won this bet before. Uh, I predicted orange. You predicted purple. These were the top two, uh, most likely by the uh, betting lines. And Matt, they actually, I think I have, I saved the video here uh, that I can put up on screen of the Gatorade dump uh, with my man, uh, Coach Reed. Yeah, I'll throw this up just because I took the time to. There you go. Purple was the Gatorade dump color. It was. They had to uh, to pull him away. In honor of Grimace's birthday. We should have known. We should have known. known. This was Grimace's birthday year. The year we chose to celebrate Grimace's birthday. And you have Coach Coach Reed. And big fan of Grimace. Big fan of, of cheeseburgers. So sure it just is. makes sense. It writes itself. Um, yeah, well, it's interesting, Matt. It not only won you an additional point, taking you to nine to six, but it lost me five dollars. Ah, uh, what did you bet on again? You, you, were, you were orange. Uh, orange. I took orange. orange. Yeah. I was really, I was really. Although apparently, and, and I, you know, we don't have to get too much into it, but apparently, hmm. someone thinks somebody leaked the Gatorade color. Because oh. right in the day before the game, there was a, a massive amounts of bets placed on purple. A surge on purple? Okay. Yeah, and people think it someone spilled the beans. Oh, someone spilled the, the purple Gatorade. <laughs> someone Gatorade. yeah. Do do we ever will we ever know what was in the the 49ers Gatorade? Uh, we never I never ask about this, but the losing team. Do they reveal what was in their Gatorade? Like, if theirs was orange, would you be upset? Um, yeah, I'd be pissed off. Uh, I mean, no, I, I, you probably should because that you that also would have net you another prediction that would have got yeah, you two. And I would have won fifteen. Bucks. Potential third and fifteen bucks and a potential third if um if your namesake Mister Jennings were was MVP. That would have been which he very well could have, have been. He, he was I mean, a great game, and I'll you know, totally honest. Heck of a game. If Jawan Jennings was the Super Bowl MVP, I would immediately have gone online and bought a Jennings jersey. <laughs> and I would have worn it fucking everywhere. Yeah, um, and it would have been great. Uh, yeah, my dad actually bet on because Jawan Jennings to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and he gets credit as scoring, quote unquote, as a passer. Um, his odds were so low. My dad bet, I forget what he bet, but he won some really good money and he just bet because he had Jennings as the name. So um, nice. It worked out for him. Matt, here's the thing, right? The score is nine to six and we have three bets left, which means I have to basically sweep to tie. Um, Not, not a great showing uh, by my part and um, spoiler alert. I didn't. So uh, we have left the winner, the final score and the MVP of the game. Matt, uh, you had very successfully picked the Chiefs. Now, you picked a score of 23 to 14, which not close enough to give you credit, but not far off either. It was 25-22 was the final. Um, not not crazy far off. Um, and you, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say I, I'm going to give a shout out to my dad here who had not didn't correctly predict the score, came close. But did predict that the game was going to go in overtime. 
prior to the game even starting. I, I don't have my phone in front of me, so I, th- I think he said. I think he said the final was. Um, I think his his prediction was Niners twenty eight, Chiefs twenty seven. So he had the wrong team winning, but he did have um, he did have the game going into overtime, which I think a lot of people did, but. Um, his score, score, final score wasn't too far off either, but. Uh, and Matt, you had picked, uh, Patrick Mahomes as the MVP, uh, which also happened. So Matt is my distinct duty and honor to award you this year's prop bet championship, beating me with a record setting 11 points, um, to my six. Um, not only our widest margin of victory ever, but also our highest scoring. Previous to that was eight, uh, and you you got 11 points this year. I just want to recap. You hit every single bet except first player to score, which we both missed. Uh, well, actually, no, you did miss a bunch, but uh, you hit, I think, more bets than any one of us has ever hit in a single Super Bowl. Take me to Vegas. I'll sing that Vegas song just like uh, Travis Kelsey did. Thank you. Accept uh, your award. I will also layer on top of that. Um, I also lost another five bucks on the MVP bet, but mm-hmm. in total, I lost fifteen dollars, but I won nineteen dollars and twenty cents, which leaves me with hey. a final profit of four dollars and twenty cents on my bets. Four twenty, Sean. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I actually did make some money now. To be fair, that $4.20 is trapped in a Panamanian casino. So I may never actually get it, uh, but in theory, I profited. So You did. You did. And um, I think so that means we're both winners because of it. Listen, the real winners are the listeners who got to enjoy uh, us going on and on about uh, about how we did. But don't go anywhere because it's you know what it's time for now, Sean. What is that? We have to we have to predict the next one. Oh boy, we're so we got to predict the next one. What are we going to see in twenty twenty five? What are we going to see from Super Bowl fifty nine? Fifty nine licks. What are we going to see? I I don't remember who went first last year. It's been a year, but I don't mind going um, first if you. If I think you prefer. You the floor is yours, notes. sir. Floor is yours. I defer, um, and I will I will think about my picks now. So I would like to propose a tweak to this uh, endeavor because we suck at it. We've never, we've, it's not only that we've missed it. We've never even been close. So I think each of us should get to pick two different matchups. The only rule is it's four totally separate teams between the two matchups. Sean, I beg to differ. I I had one team last year, I think. Uh, no, I didn't. I, I actually didn't. I I did. I didn't. I I think I, I in my mind I had picked. No, you didn't. I don't think you had either. I was actually pretty far off. I was. Yeah, I was. No, not, we're always like, really far off. It's not when even. We, when we look back at them, we're like, "What the hell were we thinking?" Sean, I think. I think I had. Uh, I had like the Eagles and the Bengals or something. I was I think not. That's right. You did. I know. I that had. Was bad. I had the Lions and the Dolphins, so you know. Yeah, you you had you at least had some teams in the in the in the mix in the championship. If you want to pick one matchup, fine, Matt. I'm going to pick two. Hopefully, I feel less stupid next year. Uh, I think I would like my NFC teams to be 
I'm going to go with, I just think the older teams, the Eagles are just too old. I think the Cowboys are the Cowboys. I think I really like the Packers or the Lions as my NFC picks. Uh, because I do think the Packers are a young and exciting team, and I'm going to feel really stupid next year when they do badly, but um, there's just something about them. And then on the AFC side, uh, I'm probably going to take the Bengals, because I think Ooh. they're going to be good coming back this year. And then okay. I'm going to take... See, I just want to pick the, the like team that's not going to like. I want to pick the Texans because I think it'd be fun. It's not going to happen. Um, I just think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I'm picking the Texans. I really should pick the Chiefs. I think it's foolish not to pick the Chiefs. But uh, I, I really, this is more of who I want to see um, in in my matchups. What, what about you, Matt? Yeah. I'm I'm going um I'm going Eagles Bills. Eagles Bills Super Bowl. That would be fun. It's, it would be fun. I don't think it's too far off the mark from happening. I I think uh I think that's that's where that's what I'm doing. I, I too I too would really like to pick the Texans and put them in there. That would be my fun pick. And just for the hell of it, maybe I'll have them go to the AFC championship. Maybe I'll have them and then lose to the bills there. It'd be kind of fun. Do you want to, uh, pick and, a, then, uh... and then maybe, um, which would also be insane because I, the chiefs are nowhere near that. And the, or the, uh, yeah, the chiefs are nowhere near there. And, and that's insane to have them not be, at least be in the championship game. But the um, Patriots didn't win every year either. Do you have a, a backup who you think is going to be in the NFC Championship game with the Eagles? So, so the Eagles will play in the NFC Championship. The Eagles will play the Detroit Lions. All right. <laughs> let's. Uh, so we we agree on that. How wrong we are, but I think that would just that's my dream. That's my dream pick right there. That's my dream pick. I think the Lions are going to be good. I think so too. I think so too. They're not going anywhere. You know what? Nah, you know what? Take take that out. Take that out. Okay. It's the Eagles and the Niners. Eagles Niners championship. Okay. We could, we could edit that in post. Eagles Niners no. championship is going to happen, and um, the reason I say that is because the Niners are going to be real pissed. They're real pissed because they lost, and that's going to that that pissiness from. Nepo baby Shanahan is going to carry them into the I NFC championship. I, I think they're headed for a down. They got some older guys. They got some contract disputes. Debo <laughs> is probably leaving. No, you're right. No, you know what? Put but, the Lions back on there. Eagles line. No, 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 no. I can't change a third time. That's the show. Yeah, all right. All right. Eagles, Niners, Eagles, Niners. Fair enough. Um, I could be wrong. Matt, I'm very mm-hmm. wrong uh, most of the time. Now, you uh, probably hope will be, but. My my That's final question fun. for you, if you mm-hmm. have any thoughts, mm-hmm. Super Bowl halftime show next year. Are there any artists you think we might see? Artists you want to see? And any theories on on who could be performing next year? Kings of Leon. I, I, the, name, I, the name is all over the internet right now, Sean. Everybody wants to see 
the Kings of Leon perform Super Bowl 59 halftime show. We all want it. We're all going to have it. Kings of Leon. And the song uh, they're, they're going to do, I would like to pick my three songs already. They're going to do, okay. they're going to do You Somebody. So their biggest hit? Sex on Fire. And those are, I think, the only two songs I know by Kings of Leon. Okay, that's uh, I, I. I'm not going to get my hopes up, but did I you know they're from, Did you know they're from Nashville? Um, I no. I don't know I why. Think I they, know a single fact about them. They, they, they always. I always thought they were British. They sounded British to me. Notion, Notion is a is a third song by them. So, uh, what do you think? What do you think, Sean? What's your prediction for the halftime show? I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. I, I to be honest with you, Matt, I'd actually like to get it right. So I'm gonna give you three real halftime show predictions, and I'm gonna be very proud of myself if I get it right. Number one is I think the least likely, but again, if you look at what they've done recently. Artists that we have some nostalgia for, not like 50 years ago, but not super recent either, um, that have very catchy songs that people know the words to, kind of upbeat. And I circle back to the latest, one of the biggest music stories of 2023, In Sync Reuniting. I think it may finally be time for the boy band halftime show. In Sync, Backstreet Boys. And a third band. Now, you could go backwards and do like New Kids on the Block, something older, or come newer, right? You get like a BTS, who I know have broken up. Maybe they get back together. One Direction maybe gets back together. Something a little more recent to perform in with them. It's the boy band halftime show. I think nostalgia folks would get very excited for that. Ooh, I hope that comes true. But I also hope one more thing. I also hope that Janet Jackson... Is, is involved in some way. That would be great. She's still <laughs> out there performing. Uh, yeah. Second, second option. Uh, this is a twofer because I don't think either one of these performers could do an entire halftime show themselves. But again, look at an artist with a good career, modern music, upbeat, popular. I think you do a twofer. Miley Cyrus and Kesha. Okay. By the way, I believe our friends in real life. Uh, and I I don't think, I think Miley Cyrus is really your headliner because she's still making popular music unlike Kesha. Uh, but I don't know if she has enough songs. But you go all the way back to Party in the USA. You work your way forward. Wrecking Ball, Flowers, all this. Kesha comes in with a hit or two. Upbeat, high energy. Um, I think people would get excited for that. Yeah, and it, it kind of mirrors the, uh, the J-Lo, Shakira halftime show from a couple years back. Yeah. Two women headliners. Yeah. I think that would be great. I think it's, yeah, that would be good. And then you kind of have that boy, girl, boy, girl, right? Cause you had, you had Rihanna last year. You had Usher. Now. Yeah. Uh, I think that that was a good one. Yeah. And then you can save the boy band for Super Bowl 60. Oh, there you go. When Mm. they're, when they're all in their hundreds. Um, (laughs) My final pitch, single artist, male, 
Mm-hmm. Long career, ton of hits, including collabs with other artists, right? Kind of like Usher, where you're bringing other artists in. I think, and I think they could put on a decent show. Justin Bieber. Biebs. Again, has made hits through his whole career over the last 15 years. Um, is still making them today. Lots of guest stars. Um, the downside is he's not quite as high energy. Like he's not a real dancer anymore, like he used to be. So, but I, I do think he could carry a whole halftime show with his with his catalog. What do you think about Eminem? Some well, buzz about Eminem. They just did Eminem with the uh, all hip hop halftime show. Rap, that's right. He did. He did kind of appear there. Yeah, he did. I, he could. He could. But again, I think. I think the hip hop R and B pop angle is, you know, you look at like a Katy Perry or a Lady Gaga or some of these folks. I think are the way to go. Hmm. So I'm just trying to think like who is the, Beyonce's already done it. Um, like I'm trying to think of who that. I don't think it'll be Taylor Swift. I think I think Taylor Swift's oversaturated. I, I don't I don't think anybody needs that. But there's got to be another artist who. Um, who that would cover like Dua Lipa would be great, but she just doesn't have enough songs to fill a whole halftime. You know, mm. she's high energy, a, catchy dancing her and Lizzo, you know, doing a halftime show could be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. yeah uh, I don't know. Of all, of all the, all the, all the picks you've had so far, I think the, to me, the most intriguing one is, uh, is the Beebs. That is intriguing. <laughs> Having him, yeah. uh, Cover a whole show because because it does open for a lot of a lot of col- a lot of uh, like um, joint performances. I think that is, he does have a really wide catalog. Is it the only thing is is it a little too early to pull the trigger because they seem to be really playing the nostalgia factor for our generation hardcore right now. You had like everybody in a row of of who was popular when we the starting with the. Ode to LA rap, then you had Rihanna, then you have um you have uh Usher. It just seems like that's the progression they're going with right now. Is just people who were extremely popular when we were when we were coming up. Yep. And and if they if they keep that train alive, you'll get to Beaver eventually, I think. But I think before that you gotta go through the boy bands, you gotta go through the um the Miley the uh the kesha the kings of leon well i was gonna say that in the vein of kings of leon they could so the super bowl next year is in new orleans um they could pick new orleans most famous band most famous band to come out of that town say it with me better than ezra oh right better yes and it's good. Uh, yeah, I think I think that would really representing the sound of New Orleans. Yes, yes. I was thinking of um, the, I was <laughs> I was actually thinking of the uh, the Blues Brothers halftime show. The Ode I, to the Blues listen, Brothers. Get get John Goodman out of retirement. Yeah. Get him up there with the He's guys. Right. Do the uh, oh yeah yeah. yeah I just don't think he does the Blues Brothers anymore. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, probably not. Yeah, the that would um, be, that would be that would be a a good time and uh 
I had a good time. Yeah. Once again, the halftime, the uh, the Super Bowl, U4D Super Bowl, another one in the books. And yes. um, uh, our all-time prop bet record, mm-hmm. uh, you have six wins and I have three wins. So um, overall, we've done nine. Um, heading into next year, it'll be a lot. We will be back next year with another round of prop bets. And Matt... Um, we've made it through the Super Bowl, one of our big episodes of the year, and we got something really exciting happening next week. We sure do. More exciting than the uh, more exciting than the the, the Taylor Swift uh, Kelsey box in a log flume picture. Did you see that picture? By the way, I did, I did see that. <laughs> Great meme. Great um, meme. But yeah, what do we have coming up? Listen, Matt. The pandemic tried to kill it somewhere. Uh, but it took its ivermectin. It's just fine. Mm. Uh, it is the movie league is back. Get excited, Matt. Uh, historically we had done a winter and a summer this year. It's just a 2024 all year league. We have 30 movies to choose from, uh, in chronological order, starting with Dune part two, which comes out March 1st and ending with Nosferatu remake, which comes out on Christmas for some reason. Um, and uh, we've got 30 movies. We've got five teams. I can announce the teams officially here uh, because they have all confirmed uh, and they're all returning. Matt, you will be partnering with Heather once again, the return of Mether. Uh, we have uh, Dan will be reuniting with Sarah, a power team. They've won before. We Colby uh, will be bringing in first time participant Laura, which will be fun. Uh, we also have Mike and Laura are back. Uh, uh who have I believe have won before, and uh, Kaylee and Brian uh, will also be joining us. So we'll have five teams. We'll be auctioning off thirty movies, uh, and we'll be tracking them all year long to see who can take home the crown um, after a very long uh, four-year hiatus. Very much looking forward to it. Can't wait. Uh, our first post-COVID run at the movie league, right? And Absolutely. And I, you know, I, I, I was nervous. The problem we had pre-pandemic, not to get too much in, the problem we had pre-pandemic was one or two movies would blow out the rest. Um, in our in our final year, uh, believe it or not, it, it seems very long ago, it was um uh it was Star Wars uh Rise of Skywalker uh, hmm. blew us out. The team that got that, nobody else could really compete. It, it did so uh well. What I'm optimistic about is looking at the 30 movies coming out this year. I don't I, now again, who knows what the future holds. I don't see a movie in here that I think will absolutely blow. I see a lot of good hits, but no one movie that's just going to eat uh, all the others. So I think it's going to be a really mm. fair fight this year. There's a lot of big uh, films, but I think we'll be able to distribute them around in a way uh, that makes it a, a pretty close competition. I'm excited. As am I. I have to, kind of think about a strategy going in but uh very much looking forward to uh to getting back in the saddle you know matt i again i haven't played in this since the very first one so i might be a little rusty uh can i can i give you a piece of advice as as my co-host who i'd like to see win this thing go for it not not that i'm an expert uh but nobody else is listening to the nobody that's uh (laughs) participating is listening to this so no, of course not. Uh, mm-hmm. My strategy going into this, if I were doing it, would be you need a franchise film and you need a kid's movie. 
Indeed. I couldn't I agree like, more with that. I like Deadpool 3. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the big movie of the summer. I know people are tired on Marvel, but I think Deadpool still has some cachet, and it could be a well-reviewed Marvel movie. Um, for my kids' pick, this one I'm less sure about. I do think Despicable Me 4 will do well, but that's a franchise that's lost a little money along the way. It's a little tired. Um, and then there's Incredibles 3 coming out in November, uh, which, you know, the second one did very well. Um, again, is fatigue there? I'm not sure, but there aren't a lot of other kids movies around that time. So I like Deadpool 3 and I like Incredibles 3. Those are probably my two. If you can get them at a good price, those are two great picks. Yeah, I think those are definitely solid. Uh, what do you think of Dune? What do you think Dune is an option? Uh, you know, the, the early reviews, you know, what's nice about the, obviously we don't know about the end of year movies, but Dune Part 2, the reviews have been really positive. They came out today. People are saying it's better than the first. It's a great movie. Um the thing about the first Dune, though, is that was a digital-only release. That was a pandemic digital-only release. So how will it do in theaters? I'm not sure. The good news is mm. nothing else is really playing. So I, I think it'll be solid. I don't think it'll be record-breaking, but I think it'll be solid. The next question, of course, is on the minds of all our long-standing up-for-debate listeners. Uh, we're bringing back the Movie League. When are we bringing back Game Nights? Listen, uh, of of the four people participating in game nights, I'm the one with the least amount of life. So I'm not the one to ask. I can barely <laughs> get Dan and Colby to do the podcast we've been doing before we did game nights. So, Matt, mm. if you can convince them to get on the phone, hell yeah, I'm there. Sign me up. All right. Um, but um, so there's I did have... I, I was thinking it would be very funny for us and, and it's, it couldn't be for the podcast cause you couldn't listen to it. Really. You and I should get on Twitch sometime and like play video games. And I think it would be very, cause I've gotten a little bit into watching Twitch mm-hmm. uh, and I'm still a horrible gamer. Uh, but I do think you and I and some guests playing on Twitch would be very funny. Funnily enough, Sean, March Madness is right around the corner. And oh, buddy, you never know. You never know what March Madness could bring. No, I do know. It's text-based adventure games. So. Text-based adventure you, games. The, the problem is, Matt, you've actually I'm set a bit, and now you're stuck with it. I you, did. You've that yourself. Well, it's going to be a month of Dream Daddy. I can just feel it. Um, yeah. We should be it, so lucky. I, I do. I, yeah, we got to looking those up. I can't believe mm-hmm. it's almost March. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, so listen, guys, I'm just being honest with you. We have got an insane future coming up on the show. Make sure you follow and subscribe. UpForDebate.tv is our website. Subscribe to the audio wherever you can. Uh, and you can, of course, get the video version on YouTube. It's going to be fun next week with everybody on the video call. And, of course, you can get a hold of us. UpForDebateTV at gmail.com is our email address. So we're going to put a pin in it here. Uh, thanks for joining us for another great Super Bowl. And we'll see you next time for another thrilling episode of Up for Debate. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.